We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. I'm a pirate fan! You gotta have more hope than that! Now, back to Steiny and Guru on 95.7 The Game. All righty, on the line right now is Odyssey NFL insider Ross Tucker. Insider calls are brought to you by Old Spice. Men have skin, too. It is the Boxer and Gerson guest line. What's up, Ross? How you doing, man? Ross. I am doing fantastic. I hope you guys are doing great. Steiny, great article in the local... Uh... In the local paper, oh. man. I loved it. Oh, what, thank you. What article? Thank you very much. I'll tell you later. Wow, Ross, you got to tell us. What article? Oh, he got a whole feature about Steiny still loves talking sports and the Reading uh, with the main Reading beat writer. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> I, okay. I love Ross. Thank you, yeah. Ross. Wow. Oh, thank, thank you, Ross. <laughs> I appreciate that. Um, I don't think Steiny, I don't I mean, uh Guru, I don't know if he mentioned you at all. I I, I'm a tender bit. My name wasn't in there. Unfortunately, Rob. they did have to put the show name in one time, uh, but I told them not to do it till the end. Um, no, nah, I'm just kidding. Hey, uh, listen, let me ask you this first, because all season long, uh, from the start of it, it's 49ers, Eagles, Cowboys. Um, they were a jumble, and then the 49ers. What? What? Let's just start wow. with the Eagles. What happened? Yeah, I mean, honestly, I do a uh, minute social media thing every morning called the Ross Report, talking about the Eagles, and I literally, that was my report this morning, what happened, and the answer is, guys, I have no idea. Um, Man. The only thing I do know is that everything changed after the Niners game. If you think about it, going into that game, not only were they 10-1, and but I think the four games before that, I might be off here, but I think the four games before that, they had beaten the Dolphins, the Cowboys, the Chiefs, and the Bills. I mean, so the Eagles were 10 of 1, and they had four really impressive wins in a row. Yep. And what struck me about the Niners game, if you guys remember, the Eagles actually dominated the first quarter. The Niners had like two, three and out. The yeah. Eagles controlled the ball and went all the way up and down the field, but they had to settle for two field goals. And then whatever the final score was, 44-6 or whatever crazy score was. But I don't know, man. They, they were not the same team after that. It was it was like it was like the 49ers stole their soul. I, I don't know how else to describe it. Um, you know, I, I don't know if they lost confidence or what. And they played Dallas the next week. And I thought against the Niners they had just run out of gas. It was a tough stretch. They had played Buffalo in overtime the week before. You know, the Niners were coming off, you know, extra time after Thanksgiving or whatever. So I thought, okay. But they never – they kind of never got their groove back. You know, they got beat down by the Cowboys the next week, then they lost a close one to Seattle. The only game they won after that was Tommy DeVito on Christmas against the Giants. Yeah. It, it's – I don't know. I think I used the expression that they lost their stinger. Um they objectively were not a well-coached team down the stretch. I mean, 
Defensively, they were a mess. Offensively, they couldn't pick up the blitz. It was absolutely stunning because I really thought Eagles, Cowboys, and Niners, clearly the three best teams, and also really believed that they would uh, that it would probably be the Eagles and the Niners in the NFC Championship game again, and I was looking forward to it. Yeah, so was I, Ross. I got to tell you this. I think I told you, you know I root for Dallas. I'm a Cowboy fan, man, and I still will never forget this game for the rest of my life against the Packers. And I'm having problems processing the Packers doing or having the same success because I believe that was a monumental, complete failure from Dan Quinn to McCarthy to Dak that there's no way. And Green Bay's a good story. I love love. But you're not going to come here Saturday and I believe have success on the ground or better yet stopping this Niner offense. Am I wrong to look at it that way? Yeah, so first of all, you know, because a lot of people are talking about which collapse is worse, the Cowboys or the Eagles. The answer is definitely the Eagles. Oh, The Cowboys, anything can happen in a one-game scenario, right? Like, you said it. I mean, Dan Quinn, I had Greg Cosell on the Ross Tucker football podcast this morning, NFL Films legend, and he said that Dan Quinn basically totally changed the Cowboys he defense. He did. He did. They, they, they were a single high, middle of the field safety, man-to-man team almost the whole year, and he decided that Gilmore hadn't been quite as good and Deron Bland isn't great in man-to-man coverage. Oh. kind of guesses a lot. So they basically went from playing the most single-high middle-of-field safety man-to-man coverage of any team all year, and they went away from it. And they got torched, and they had communication issues and stuff. So I bring it up just to say, like, it was a really bad loss for the Cowboys. It was terrible. We know all that, right? But – Anything can happen in a one-game scenario. I mean, I was I was surprised the Texans destroyed the uh, the Browns like that. I mean, anything can happen in these one-game situations. The Eagles was like a two-month thing. Yeah, I right. mean, they, they couldn't fix it. Um, I will say the Packers are so young that it's like they don't know any better. They're young. They're talented. They're fresh. Love is uh, a star. And so that gives them a chance, but no, I, I don't think the Niners will make the same mistake. I don't think, I mean, the the three key people for the Cowboys being, well, I'll say four. I'll say Dak, Dan Quinn, Mike McCarthy, and Micah Parsons. Oh, there you go. All had bad games at the same time. Wow. I mean, it's kind of remarkable. That's, I, I don't think that's going to happen to the Niners. You know, I, I think they are refreshed, ready to go. And I'd like to think if you're the Niners, and maybe it doesn't make a difference, but I'd like to think, man, now they should really be licking their chops, right, about about the possibilities for them. You know, the NFC looks like it would be a heck of a lot easier for them now. Mm. Yeah, for sure. Ross Tucker joining us on 95.7 The Game. He's our Odyssey NFL insider. You can hear him also on the Ross Tucker podcast. Um, let, let me ask you this. You know how you know we, we watch every 49er game out here, but we don't watch everybody else. What What's the biggest difference between the Packers team that started three and six and the Packers team that's won seven of nine? Uh, 
well, when they were three and six, they're so young, guys. I mean, they've got, you know, all of their – I've never seen anything like it. All of their receivers and tight ends are in their first or second year. It's probably too late now, but if you're in the buying stock, you should have bought stock in the Packers because they're, they're going up the next few years. So I think what happened is earlier in the year – they had guys making rookie mistakes or young mistakes. They had guys not necessarily always on the same page with Jordan Love because of the youth and inexperience. They were not good on defense. They're still not great on defense, although they now have had back-to-back good games against the Bears and the Cowboys on that side of the ball. But the biggest thing, I think, is you know Jordan Love has kind of settled in. He made his mistakes the first half of the year. They all made their mistakes really, the first half of the year, and they've been much better since then. Ross, you played this game, and Stani and I were were batting this around earlier, but uh, Packers' Devontae Wyatt, he made some comments about, you know, getting pressure on to uh, Brock Purdy. He's always throwing off or it's behind them or, or short or overthrown, and maybe they could get a turnover. I mean, I know... The Cinderella story is Green Bay, but if you're a Packer teammate, do you like this? Or do you think if you're Brock Purdy, you're like, who? And that'll just add fuel to the fire for the Niners to go out and kick their ass more. Yeah, I, 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 you do not do this mm. if you're Deontay. You, you just do not do it. You don't do anything like this. It's insane to me that they would ever do And by the way, Brock Purdy's awesome. He's been awesome since he first started. You know, I if the Niners win the Super Bowl, which is very possible, mm. that will be my biggest uh, – that will be the thing I'm happiest for. I'll be happy for my guy, Juszczyk. I'll be happy for some other guys on the team I know. I'll be really happy that people will have to just acknowledge that Purdy is good and stop saying it's – it's the system. Because, by the way, if that's what we're going to say, well, then let's say that for every quarterback that's in a system like it. So, two is only good because Mike McDaniel. Stafford's only good for Sean McVay. DJ Stroud's only good because of Bobby Slowick. And even though Johnson's not from that tree, the Lions remind me a lot of a Shanahan-type offense. Mm. So, so uh, Jared Goff's only good. Because of Ben Johnson, right? I mean, what what are we doing here? It's obviously not just because of that. Did you see Darnold play in the last game? Did you see that what happened when Trey Lance was out there? It, it's the system absolutely helps, but you need look. It's like this, right? Like they have a great orchestra. You still need the maestro. You still need the guy that can get everybody, you know, that can get everybody on the same page and have it running smoothly. Brock Purdy is the maestro. Ross Tucker joining us on 95.7 The Game. Let me ask you about motivation in the NFL um, and maybe rah-rah. How many head coaches, how much time do they spend on wondering if, is it a coach's job to motivate an NFL player or does a coach assume that an NFL player will motivate himself and it's up to him to simply adhere to a game plan? That's a great question. And I would say the answer is both or yes 
to both. In my opinion, as a former player, it is a former it's a player's job to make sure they are prepared, they are ready to go, they are motivated. This is professional football. You're getting paid. You should be very mm. motivated because you're trying to provide financial security for your family. I mean, if that doesn't motivate you, then uh, I, I don't know how you get motivated, right? However, I will say I have seen scenarios, I've seen situations where some coaches are better than others. Do they have to, Steiny? Is it their job? No. Does it help if they're good at it? Absolutely. My rookie year, Marty Schottenheimer, I mean, I can't tell you how many speeches he gave or even the start of training camp where the hair on the back of my neck would stand up and I would have headbutted any dude in that room as he was talking, okay? The next year, we had Steve Spurrier. And Spurrier started training camp with the opening speech saying, man, I went to 12 of these here training camps when I was a player, and, you know, I don't remember one good thing we ever got out of it, but Mr. Snyder wants us to be here, so let's try to get something done. It was the opposite. It was the anti-motivation. It was like it was like losing your stinger. <laughs> Ross, let me ask you this. I love it, man. I, I'm so confident in saying the Niners are going to represent the NFC in the Super Bowl, but I'm being selfish. I want a rematch. Uh, only because Baltimore did something on Christmas I didn't think they were going to do as I sat down and watched that game. I want Baltimore, San Francisco in the Super Bowl in Vegas, but then I think of Josh Allen. I think of Patrick Mahomes. So I'm asking you, do you think Baltimore is better than those two teams? Um, I, do think, I do think Baltimore is better than Kansas City. Mm-hmm. And Buffalo, I do, but I'll believe the Chiefs aren't in it when I see it. Now, wow. I don't think the Chiefs are going to go to Buffalo and win, and then go to Baltimore and win. That that would that would be really really impressive, yeah. especially since Mahomes has never had to play a road playoff game. But it's unbelievable, guys. I mean, the first year that Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes, the worst year they've had together on offense, it's the best defense they've ever had. Number two in the league in scoring, number two in the league in yards per game allowed. And so that defense gives Mahomes and Andy Reid a chance to still win, even if they're not great. I wouldn't be surprised. In fact, I think they'll probably beat the Bills because the Bills are just so beat up. Wow. And the Bills have so much pressure on them to finally beat the Chiefs, to not lose in the divisional round at home again. I kind of like the Chiefs in that game. Hey, Ross, thank you as always, man. Really appreciate it. Thank you, buddy. Hey, anytime I get a chance to talk with a documented superstar like you. I'm going to find that article. Pressure, yeah, yeah. He, Guru will never get through the paywall. I, thank I, you, Everybody would have known that never, I, the article was never, written about me, Ross. This guy comes in and doesn't even mention it. He'll never Guru, get, let me, Guru, reach out to me. I'll give you my login. For okay, okay. I'll there we go. There we go. All right, baby. Ross. All Thanks right. a lot, man. Appreciate it. Uh, Insider Calls brought to you by Old Spice Gentleman's Blend. Body wash providing exfoliation plus 24-7 moisturization because men have skin too. That was Ross Tucker courtesy of the Boxer and Gerson guest line. Insider Calls Old Spice. How did they uh, contact you? Who? The the people to get the article. Nobody cares. Dude, I'm... (laughs) 
we care about your hip. We care about you. Just you real know, quick many, as you can. Just they reached out and you. What? How many people want something from me? <laughs> well, Evan. Uh, there's a gentleman out here um, whose name's Chris, uh, who is the son of a sports. See, you're you're glazing over already. Oh no, I love this stuff. There's I asked a question. You think I do fodder? You think I just ask questions? I'm like. Damn, okay, Red in PA. There's a there's a young man out here who's about 35, 40 years old. And uh, I worked with his father back in Redding, Pennsylvania. you got to be kidding me. And uh, he was doing a story for the Piedmont <laughs> Weekly. Weekly. He lives in Piedmont. He said, you know, I write for the, our weekly. Any chance uh, I do a story on you? You live right outside Piedmont. I don't live in Piedmont. I live in Oakland. Uh, but Stones you know, throw. Well, it's an important stone. It's about as important as a stone. Oh, <laughs> anyway, so he wrote a story on me, and then you know, some people picked it up back east. <laughs> oh, boy. Look at him. What? Did they have the picture of our show in the article? Uh, I had Whitley. <laughs> From our uh, digital team, send uh, some, I don't know what they're called, stills. Were they group pictures or just you? I I'm, I'm just... Oh, no, remember when we got our, what are oh, they yeah. called, the photos? Yeah, they boy. take them of us uh, together yeah. and then solo. Well, so it was just yeah. me solo. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. You should brag on yourself more, man. I don't do that. Well, Why would I do that? You do it every day. Uh, no, Steiny, well, you try and do it. <laughs> Steiny, have you made a uh, decision on the handicapped flackered? No, but I'll tell you You're what. You're qualified, I'm bud. Le I'm leaning to no, it. No, what do you mean? Not forever. Just while you, you well, wrap sounds up. To me, sounds to me like uh, it's kind of like a gun in Charlton Heston's hands. What an act. I mean, once you get a hold of a handicapped placard. <laughs> You're going to have to rip it from my cold, dead hands. I can't you know what I'm believe saying? you brought him up. He I don't care if I'm actor. running like Houston McTeer back in 1980. I'm still putting that placard up if I get it one time. So what's your target, target date for golf? If, Like in your your mind, your little warped mind, if I said, when do you think you'll be <laughs> out why, on the links again? Now, where did that come from? When you think? By March? And by the way, you know what? Seriously, yeah. if, if you use the word warped. We're both a little warped, but you are. Oh, I admit it. I tap into you're it. You're more warped than me. I'm special. Like when we have those dark conversations. Oh no, you're. you're whew, you go a little deeper than me. <laughs> you're way. You're way. Yeah, I hey. come out and say, "Geez, oh my, well, good luck with that." Uh, what were we saying? You uh, threw me off. I didn't forget. Oh yeah, golf. Maybe March. Uh, when will you be back up and running? You know, we have five minutes here. All right, here's your last time. Here's your last time to qualify for this segment at a Christian McCaffrey autographed jersey. Here's what you do. Text the keyword RED, R-E-D, to 20357. Do it now in the next 10 minutes, and you qualify to win a Christian McCaffrey signed autographed jersey. Autographed jersey or signed jersey? Signed autographed jersey is redundant. And I'm better than that. It's an autographed jersey. It's nice. You should add uh, your column, too. Lori Matthews said, I'm what gassing column? you up. Uh, in the Reading newspaper, your head's already big enough, Lori Matthews said. That's not good. That's what I was going to say. I was going to talk about myself. You got a little bochy going on. Big head? Um... Oh, you asked me about golf. Yeah, you know, and I, I'm I'll, thinking March. I'll be honest with you. 
888-957-9570. So I'm getting this hip surgery. The one thing I don't understand, I think I said this before, uh-uh. so everything I've heard is it's unanimous, With but one exception, everyone says you're going to be so happy you had this surgery. Okay. It's going to change the quality of your life. So That's I'm like, deep. thank God. Because I'm, I, I'm, I haven't been sleeping. So I keep hearing one thing. Like I heard my guy Mark, Mark S. from L.A. Okay. He had it. He yeah. goes, Steiny, I got out of the surgery, and an hour after I got out of the surgery, wow. I was like, I feel better. Wow. Now. Did he do uh, both or just one? Just one. All right. But apparently you can't. So golf's going to take a few months but I'm supposedly able to walk pretty quickly after. Well, that you ain't torquing when you walk like you are swinging. Well, I don't a golf swing club. hard though. That's the well, thing. So that's the one thing I don't get. They're how like, long yeah, you, you be won't. out. That's another question. The boss is really trying to pin me down on that too. No, I'm serious. Like, don't rush back. So the it's on a my hey, surgery's on a Tuesday. Stop. Don't rush back. That's a good. That's a point. Ah. I'm getting the surgery on Tuesday. on Tuesday, and I said I'm definitely going to take the rest of the week off. I said, from what I've heard, everything works out well. Maybe I get back early the next week. If things don't work out well, it'll probably be gone that out okay. second week. But that guy but I'm saying need some documentation. after he woke up, he felt new. That's all you can ask for. Yeah, exactly. Good Lord. Exactly. What a relief. Yeah, so yeah. I just hope you don't have to get the other one because Norm did his knees, not the hips, and then the other knees start barking after the one knee got fixed. You know what I mean? Yeah, I got a uh, I got arthritis bad in the one in the in, oh, in the one. By the way, coming up uh, in ten minutes, brought to you by Advil, Stani on the Boxer and Gerson guest line, Tom Silverstein, and I'm looking forward to talking to Tom. He's a Green Bay Packers beat reporter for the Milwaukee Journal Sentinel. And uh, it's time that we get to know the Green Bay Packers a little bit. And the first question I'm going to ask him is about his team was 3-6. and six. Now they've won 7 of yeah. 9. That tells me that right now they're a pretty darn good team. Uh, I want to learn all about them. Listen in five, six minutes, Tom Silverstein. By the way, if you are uh, wanting some kind of update on the Golden State Warriors... Their game tomorrow has been postponed against the Dallas Mavericks. They're supposed to play the Mavericks at Chase Center tomorrow. Um, But because of the uh, tragedy uh, involving assistant coach, and I want to get this right uh, because it's important, um, Dayan Milojevic uh, has passed at 46. So the game last night has been postponed, and the game tomorrow against Dallas has been postponed. So... uh, We'll figure that out, but our thoughts and prayers are with his family. Apparently, they flew to Utah immediately. It's oh, it's man. all bad. It really is. Uh, he had a wife. He had kids. He was 46. So uh, thoughts and prayers out to he, his, fa- uh, his family, and the Golden State Warriors um, on 95-7 the game. By the way, uh, let me ask you this. It's a little bit of a non-segue. Uh, okay. You know who Rodney Turney, Terry is? Evan and I were talking about this. Did you hear Rodney about Terry? Rodney Terry's the head coach of the Texas Longhorns basketball team. Okay, no. Yeah, he uh, he's really offended. So, University of Central Florida. Okay, coached by Johnny UCF. Dawkins. Uh, wow, yeah. the lefty. Yeah. Yep. Apparently, they were Dude. going. They beat. Uh, they beat Texas, and be, they were going through the uh, handshake line. Right. And some players were doing the horns down. Texas Longhorns. Yeah. He got mad. 
Matt, and how did we he know he started yelling at the opposing team's uh, players as they you're, you're being classless? And who won the game? The Texas lost. The team that was saying horns down won. They were rubbing it in. I know Evan got all incensed about it. I'm like, they're college kids. What, Evan? What was your take on it? Like that? You don't do that, or? Yeah. Well, so. Well, we got thirty seconds. Here. Yeah, oh, I uh, try to squeeze it in. So the clo- <laughs> the the coach bad. called it classless. That's I, what he said. Yeah, I, wow. Is. Okay, good job. Evan got a little fan club going, Steiny. Huh? He got a little fan club going. Like when he fills in. For, well, for me, more <laughs> than you, but yeah. <laughs> hey, coming up on the other side, let's talk about the uh, the Green Bay Packers uh, on 95.7. We will talk to Tom Silverstein, Green Bay Packers beat reporter for the Milwaukee Journal Sentinel. That is what's coming up on the other side. Also, that segment um, was brought to you by Fremont Bank, but I'll get to that in a second. First, a reminder that you can catch all four hours of Steiny and Guru on the free Odyssey app, plus... Watch us on YouTube and Twitch, powered by First NorCal Credit Union. Also, that segment, like I said, sponsored by Fremont Bank, full-service banking, no compromises. Coming up next on the Boxer and Gerson guest line, Green Bay Packers writer Tom Silverstein on 95.7 The Game. Hey, Zenny is the official eyewear company of the San Francisco 49ers, and the road to Vegas is brought to you by them. Shop from over 3,000 styles at 80% off retail prices exclusively at zenny.com. Ooh, I love you. I love you. Now, back to Steiny and Guru on 95.7 The Game. All right. Matt Stein, Matt's Daryl the Guru Johnson with you on 95.7 The Game. Getting you ready for Saturday's game between the Green Bay Packers and San Francisco 49ers. A 5-15 start here at Levi Stadium. And let's go out to the Boxer and Gerson guest line and welcome in uh, Tom Silverstein. He's the Green Bay Packers beat reporter for the Milwaukee Journal Sentinel. Thank you so much, Tom, for joining us. Really appreciate it, man. Oh, you're welcome. Hey, uh, let me ask you uh, the first question and and phrase it like this. What's the biggest difference between the Packers who started 3-6 and and the Packers who've won? We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Seven of nine. Uh, Jordan Love. Two words. That's it. That's it. He's, he's got he's got noticeably he's better, got is what role. you're saying. Yeah, he, he's just he has uh you know, I don't want to say he's carried them, but um because that would be um negating some of what Aaron Jones has done for them and what some of their wide receivers have done. But he has um closed the gap on pretty much every team that they faced. Because they now have, you know, a quarterback 
who's playing as well as the other team's quarterback, no matter who it is, at least as good. And of course, this will be a um, a big, you know, matchup for him uh, this week. But it was with Dak Prescott too, and he outplayed him by a ton. And that's kind of been what the difference is. Hmm. Tom, I want to get to this week's game, and I will, but just take me back to last week. At what juncture, and even then, before the game, did you think, because I didn't, I didn't think the Packers had a chance. At what juncture of that game did you say, oh, my goodness, they might pull this off? Um, You know what was really funny? Um, The very first drive, they're they're – really not playing very well. They're getting stuffed uh, at the line of scrimmage. Um, You know, uh, Love gets hit, and they're somehow moving the ball down the field. And they finish that drive off with a touchdown despite at least three bad missed blocks Mm -hmm. and, and, you know, a quarterback hit and some no gains. And it's because Love is just you know, hitting really important plays along that whole drive. And, and watching that, I was like, okay, well, they just they just had a kind of not great drive, and they scored on the road against Dallas. And now I think they got a chance. Tom Silverstein joining us on 95.7 The Game. He joins us courtesy of the Boxer and Gerson guest line. He's a Beat writer for the Milwaukee Journal Sentinel. He covers the Green Bay Packers. And um, I, I think I saw a stat that the, the Packers had four four receivers catch a ball, catch 30 more passes, all of whom are younger than 23 years old or 23 or younger. Yeah, I I don't know about the age, but not a, um, they don't have anyone um, with more than two years' experience. Yeah, so, so. Do, you, do you expect that to... Can that work for them on Saturday? Um, it's worked for them so far, and I think what what has worked for them particularly is that they don't really have a number one receiver. You know, Christian Watson is their most talented receiver by far, but he's not really the number one receiver. They Every week it seems to be someone different. And, you know, Jaden Reed was their go-to guy for a couple of weeks. And then on Sunday, it was Romeo Dobbs who had 158 yards or whatever it was. And um, it just seems like they figure out, you know, and this is one of the things that Love has been doing so well is just spreading the ball around. He's just taking what the defense gives him. And uh, he's not... He's not under the uh, pressure of having to throw to a number one receiver, you know, and make mm-hmm. sure that guy gets enough catches. And I kind of think that's been part of their success. Let me ask you this. What concerns you more, the Packer offense against this Niner Vonnet defense or the Packers defense trying to stop the Niner offense? Well, if I'm the Packers, I'd be really, really worried about the 49ers offense. I think that would scare me more than their even more than their defense. I, I think you know they they first of all have to stop McCaffrey. I, I think Shanahan will run the ball until the Packers prove they can stop it. Mm. 
And then, you know, then they have to worry about Kittle. Then they have to worry about the receivers. I think it's going to be a tough day for them. Uh, I think they're going to play them pretty straight up, and they're going to try to make, you know, the, the 49ers earn everything they get and not get any deep balls or any big plays. But, you know, I could see McCaffrey having a huge day. You think the uh, if the Packers take the ball if they win the uh, uh, win the toss like they did against the Cowboys? Yes, I think they will. What, I what, think they would. What's like been their mo? It, yeah, it started that way. I'm trying to remember what the first game was. I think it was um, the Vikings game, maybe there three games ago, and they just decided they they were going to take it because their offense was playing so well. And their defense plays a lot better when they're ahead. Uh, it, it seems like that scoring on that first drive has been really a key for them. And I, I totally expect them to take the ball um, if they win the toss. Tom, thank you so much for joining us. Appreciate really it. appreciate it. And uh, hope, hopefully the Bay will treat you well when you're out here. I hope so. Just make sure the weather's okay so I don't have any travel issues. Other than that, looking forward to it. All right. Should be a great time. Great time. That's Tom Silverstein, Green Bay Packers beat reporter for the Milwaukee Journal Sentinel. And that, of course, is courtesy of the Boxer and Gerson guest line. He's feeling frisky like I imagine Packer fans are, Stoney, about they're kind of playing with house money. But I had a thought, and I'm going to say this is a tease, people. I'm going to save it for the other side. But I got a Niner player that I want to see put something up in the – Moody. Wisniewski. Uh, no. Trent Williams. Uh, he's on defensive side. Of the Bosa. Warner. Bosa. He ain't had Are you a sack challenge in his him? last three playoff games. Are you going to challenge It's about Are winning. Are you going to publicly but, challenge him? Yeah, you got you to gotta get one or two. So you need it. How about that? You need him, Stani. I know they want to win, but we need Bosa to put up some numbers, dog. Interesting that, and maybe... It's part of the strategy, but I agree that if I if I'm playing the San Francisco 49ers and I win the toss, I got to take the that, ball. I I, I was got to try to put them. I clown the floor for doing that. What although, are you doing? Although you know what though, and it, it, it kind of doesn't matter because the 49ers first players are scripted anyway. They always score, so they're either going to be. Even if you get them down seven nothing, they're gonna score that first. But I would always want to see. I want the ball at half. And again, I do understand the game can be over by then when you get that possession. I feel like it's a turnover study. My whole Madden days. But don't you want to see what your defense can do against their offense as opposed to going three and out? If I'm playing the Niners, oh, we got a punt. Uh oh, and they get the ball at half. So you're saying if you win the toss against the Niners? Oh, I'm deferring. Oh my God, I would not defer, even though you know this team. The one issue with this team is for coming from behind. See, well, I would, I would love, I would love the like, idea. Uh, Dave Chappelle. That, uh, again, I think this is going to be a blowout, but I hadn't even thought of that. <laughs> the I Niners. Mean, I mean, from to me, behind. and I know we got to go, but yeah. to me, you, you know, if a team's an underdog, the that you're going to score. How do, how do you win this game? Well, you, you, you take the ball, you drive, yeah. you go up seven nothing, and then you, you, Purdy throws a pick, and next thing you know, it's fourteen nothing, <laughs> and now you got a shot because you got, the, but. Yeah, I'm taking the ball. Uh, uh, I'm ta- I got to take the ball uh, if I'm playing the San Francisco 49ers at least uh, at least right now. On the other side, it's the crossover with Willard and Dibbs on 95.7 The Game. That's it. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? 
Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.